Hello, my sweet, sweet designers and decorators. It's Timothy, of course. I hope everyone's safe. I truly do. Um, I hope your families are safe. And if they aren't, or if anyone's experienced a loss, I'm so deeply sorry that you have to go through that. Obviously, COVID is already having a huge impact on almost every single industry across the globe. And I'm, I do apologize that I haven't recorded in so long. I just felt like in a time like this where... There's so much happening. Recording really isn't the best way to help my community, in a sense. And so I've just been on the back side of things, and I'm working on something that I'm going to talk to you about in a little bit. But that being said, I wanted to touch base on this COVID shit and talk to you about how we're handling things on, on our end and how kind of what that looks like, because I've actually talked to a lot of you. And it's just crazy on uh, on how much this industry has changed to where people who are who would never touch e-design, you know, now have to do it. It's so ironic, too, because I think it was like maybe a month before COVID even happened. I did an episode on whether or not e-design is, is good for you. And I had a lot of people actually message me after that asking a little bit more information about whether or not their specific design firm should do it. And obviously now it's it's so funny in a sense because obviously doing that episode, not realizing what's going to happen, now everyone's forced to do it. So I want to touch base on how, how my process looks for that, looks for e-design to kind of give anyone who's been on the fence about e-design a little bit of a push to do it to obviously save their business. So I actually don't any longer, I don't I don't use any kind of internet leads or anything like that. I just feel like clients from the internet are tire kickers. I feel like they don't really know what design is. And I feel like the ones online are the ones looking for decorators. So if you're a decorator, then yeah, online leads are great for you. But for designers, it's a little bit more in depth. And obviously, there's there's a bigger budget when it comes to designing versus decorating. So th- that's just my personal opinion on that. And obviously, I don't hold back my personal opinion. So when it comes to e-design, I think that websites like bark.com, uh, are pretty decent. Bark has actually updated their bids or their leads to be all of the United States. I know we have a lot of listeners from UK, so maybe Bark isn't in the UK. I have never even looked at that. But there's also Thumbtack. I don't know if Thumbtack is also in the UK. I really should research this before talking about it. So for those of you who are in UK, and I know there's a lot of you, and even Canada, I just double check if Bark or any of those kind of services. It's basically like where you sign up and they send you leads and you have to pay for those leads. But for e-design, here's the thing about it, is that even if you're in UK or Canada or wherever the hell you you are, um, you can still use a United States-based company to to get business if it's e-design because you're sending them an invoice. You'd have to really look into like the conversion rates between like if you're charging them in USD and let's say you are Euro, you have to look at the conversion rate and charge obviously what you would charge in Euro. In any case, uh, <laughs> so the way my, my process looks for e-design really is I get word of mouth clients a lot. It was 
probably about five years into being a designer where I, I don't do internet leads anymore. So the process is going to look a little bit different for me, but you can still use it after you find the bid from like websites like Bark. The way that looks is I always kick it off with an initial phone call. You could do FaceTime, you could do Skype just to get some FaceTime with your clients so they trust you a little bit more. I do really advise that because we're in a world where you can't really trust anyone now. So after the kickoff call, you always discuss in the first call what the client is requiring for their their project. I think it's really important because you're not it's very different with e-design because you're not physically in the space. So if you're if which I it, I'm it's hard for me to believe that there's a designer like this, but if you're a designer that just can't visualize things, and I know there are designers out there that that are like that, but if you just can't visualize things, then I would jump on a FaceTime call or a Skype because then you'll be able to see the space and it's like you're there kind of. So in any case, first kickoff call uh, is get to know you call. Understand the project, talk to, to them about your business, really try to sell yourself on that that respect. And also tell them about your your philosophy as a designer. A lot of people, what I found, when I'm talking to new clients is, is if you talk to them about your philosophy as a designer, more times than not, that actually builds a lot of trust because you're not just trying to sell them like a design. You're selling them like your business, like you're you're selling them your philosophy. And that philosophy is what they can't get from the designer down the road. So after that first initial kickoff and I explain everything, I explain the process, then we go into the next phase, which is scope of work. Scope of work with e-design really, really, really has to be like, my God, uh, line item, let's say selection of, I don't know, selection of paint colors. And then below that, you really need to get detailed into like what exactly it is that you're selecting. Like selection of paint color for kitchen, north, south, east, west wall. Selection of color to include three total selections plus one accent wall just get really fucking detailed because you're you're now kind of stepping away from dealing with people in your own state or county or whatever the case is and now you're you're dealing with someone in a different state like there's there's now jurisdictional laws that that you have to follow for them and if they wanted to sue you for anything uh now you have to take a flight to their state because they're going to see you in their state because that's where the work was done. So not only would you have to make sure that your contract is covered uh, statewide, like statewide, but also really countrywide because you want to make sure that your contract is legally bound in their states and state laws are different too. This is even more so for someone living in UK. If you're going to do business with someone in the United States, uh, and they want to sue you in the United States, obviously you're not going to take a flight to the United States to fight them in court. I don't know the legalities behind that, but I would definitely talk to your lawyer to make sure that the worst case scenario, if someone were wanting to sue you, how that would even look like, because there's there's a lot of shit with that that you don't want to get into. But in any case, make sure you're, you're extremely detailed on your scope of work. Have the client sign the scope of work, then you go into the contract. Once that's done, during the contracting phase, I actually send them a questionnaire. The questionnaire I've actually done on type form, T-Y-P-E-F-O-R-M, type form is really good it is a bit uh it does basically cost money um they do have a free version that does i think five questions but the good thing with type form is that you can actually create like very very cool interactive forms so like 
if you said you're doing a kitchen renovation, this form will allow you to make uh, make it to where the client has to select, you know, out of nine pictures of what style they like the best. For their professional plan, which is up to 5,000 responses per month, which you really don't need that, but you're looking for the customization of it, which you could do for the essentials plan, which is 35 United States dollar per month. And so even if you wanted to spend on the yearly price, it actually jacks down to $30 um, on the yearly if you pay for a whole year up front. But using a service like that, where your clients are answering a lot of questions based on there, you can actually really understand their, their space even more and what their style is. You don't need to be face-to-face to understand that. So after I send them this questionnaire, I think my questionnaire is like 35 questions, and it goes into like very detailed questions like these patterns, and I show pictures. Um, so these out of these six patterns, what's your favorite? And then I show the same patterns. Out of this these six patterns, what's your least favorite? I also have them rate certain things. Like here's a picture of a kitchen. Rate this from 1 to 10. Um, one being the worst kitchen you've ever seen, 10 being the best kitchen you've ever seen. And I actually also include in these pictures, I do a mixture. I do some of them are my own uh, pictures and some of them I actually grab from Google because my work is, I'm not tooting my own horn here, but my work is pretty good. So um, it's not the best. I know, and I'm, I'm my best critic, to be honest with you, our biggest critic, I should say. But I actually throw it in there because then it gives me an idea too. But I choose Google images to find really crappy pictures of kitchens. <laughs> after the, after, I feel like I'm boring. I don't know. <laughs> after the questionnaire, uh, I then go into uh, giving them a guide to how to measure their space. So this guide kind of shows them an example floor plan and it shows them exactly how to measure because measurements are a fucking gold when it comes to kitchen renovations, even selecting furniture. You need to know how big the, the living room is or the room that you're designing for, because if you don't, then obviously you could be purchasing a bed that's too big, right? So uh, I give them a guide for measurements and then I give them a sheet. The sheet kind of goes onto, you know, the room, uh, the wall. So it'd be north wall, south wall. So the what I determine as north, south, east or west is the second you walk into that room, the wall facing directly across from the door is going to be your north wall. The door that you just walked through is south, and then left is west, and right is east. I I always ask them to measure. I give them a sheet to, to write all the measurements in. You want to make sure it's also legible, too. So you could either have them write it in. Uh, there's been times where clients write shit in, and it's like, really chicken scratch and I have to really figure out what it says or contact them and be like, hey, um, what does number five say? Hey, what does number 23 say? Um, with kitchens, it's even more in depth because then you need measurements of like where the middle of the sink falls from like the east wall or like the wall closest to the corner of the kitchen and then even like where the gas line falls from that side too so there's even more uh, measurements involved in the kitchen renovation so i give them that guide i give them a couple of days uh, probably about a week to do and then from there once i get those measurements we get right into designing so i do three for everything but after I get those those measurements, I then create floor plans and elevation views, and I do three different designs. Let's just say for kitchen and bath, because that's what I primarily am, is a kitchen and bath designer. So for kitchens and baths, I always do three complete designs. It's fucking daunting. Now, don't undersell yourself too, especially with e-design. 
eDesign's not meant to be a full design service. It's really meant to help people in a time where they can't have a designer inside their house. So it's a lot to do with DIY, really, or helping them kind of get the design out. So make sure you're going to charge enough if you're going to do three designs, because you wouldn't want to charge like $500 per room, and then you're doing a kitchen renovation where now you're spending 60 hours doing a, a design. I do threes of everything, uh, so three complete floor plans, and then there's a set of elevation views to go with that. From there, I send that over to the client. They sign off or they give me revisions. The client really is only allowed a certain amount of revisions. There's no specific amount with us, but it's within reason. Like, for example, if we give you three complete designs and you're like, hey, Tim, uh, yeah, these designs are shitty. I want new ones. I'm not going to do three more designs. Because at that point, you're just trying to get as many design options as possible so you can go and find another designer to source the material. It doesn't work like that. What I do is uh, I say in the contract is revisions within reason. And I give an example. An example would be, hey, Tim, uh, I don't really like the positioning of the refrigerator. Ideally, I would like the pantry to be on the right side because the refrigerator is on the left and I'm a lefty and whatever the, the fucking excuse is. Then I'll go reconfigure just the refrigerator. So I'm really, really careful with revisions. And if a client gives me a set of revisions that are just unrealistic, like they want to change everything in every single design, then they're they're not a serious client. And it rarely happens, at least for me. So after they sign off on a floor plan, then we go into material selection. Um, once they sign off on the floor plan, then actually, then we go into the amount needed for everything. So the backsplash, how much flooring we're going to need, so on and so forth. And we give that all, all that information to them in this like finalized package. I don't include 3D renderings in e-design. That's an extra charge because it just costs too much time to actually do. So uh, I would get yourself like, you know, a, a menu in a sense of like your e-design package and what that looks like and how much it is. And if there's any extras, then how much uh, the extras are and what those extras are. Once we go into material selection, we give the client like a laundry list of everything that's included, where to purchase it. Now, that's a lot of research, too, because if you're selecting a tile, I would not select a tile that you can purchase online because that avoids the warranty, especially if it's in a different state so or a different country of the matter. Source locally for them. It's going to take a lot of research, but just search their city that they're in. You're going to have that information anyway. And just search, you know, tile uh, companies. Arizona Tile is in many states and many cities. So try to find like a chain, a company chain that you like to deal with. And then from there, after the laundry list, we give everything to them in a single package, but we collect the final payment before we deliver the final results. And then that's really e-design. And then they do with it what they will. E-design doesn't mean that we're project managing f remotely. E-design doesn't mean that we are sourcing or buying the products for the client to deliver. You could do that with furniture, but I would steer away from that. E-design, it's more of the client is doing a lot of work themselves. They're just getting assistance from the interior designer. So my friends, that's that's really like my, my whole process for that. You obviously can make your own process uh, based on this episode, but you know, I think in, in this time of COVID and a lot of the shit that's going on, it's really important to adjust your business to the times that we need. 
to make sure you're safe first and foremost, but also your clients. As a designer, you're also supposed to make sure that you have the safety and well-being of your clients as your first priority. So that's really important too to keep in the back of your mind. What I'm working on. So I've been kind of MIA a little bit. I'm working actually on a platform for interior designers. It's going to be a project management platform, but with also a focus on business. I know a lot of those platforms like... Um, I don't even know. Uh, Design Manager, I think, is one of them. They they don't focus really at all on the business part of design, making sure that your profits are where they're supposed to be, making sure that you know you're running your business efficiently on in conjunction with your design. And so this platform is in development at the moment. I'm going to be releasing it probably within an, another year. But I just want to let you know what I'm working on. If you want more information or are interested in beta testing it, beta testing should happen about six months or so. But if you're interested please shoot me an email, timothy at theidconsultant.com. I'd love to get you on there. Um, any beta testers will have free lifetime access because they're beta testers. So if you really are looking for a platform that you want to, that you really want to focus on the business part of your business, really, and in conjunction with the design part of your business, shoot me an email, and then we'll talk some more about some features that you want uh, and stuff like that. So it's really huge. So in any case, shoot me an email if you're interested. I would love to work with you on that. And please uh, let me know if you have any other questions. As always, I'm open to you guys. Love you guys. Namaste.